Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Gym Owner's Guide to the Galaxy. This podcast is a production of Sweat Angels. Sweat Angels helps gym owners generate friend-to-friend referrals on Facebook. Every month, thousands of affiliate gyms, group fitness clubs, yoga studios, and martial arts schools rely on Sweat Angels to help them grow. To learn more about Sweat Angels, head to causely.com forward slash sweat angels. That's causely.com forward slash sweat angels, or just search for us on Facebook. Thanks for listening today. I'm John Ruggi. And I'm Matt Sharp. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that is very near and dear to our hearts here, and uh, especially for John and I, is morning routines. I can't remember exactly. I think I think I really started getting into morning routines maybe a few years ago when I was listening to Tim Ferriss talk about it on a podcast, and um, he was talking about a lot of high performers and their morning routines. And I know that over the years, um, I've changed mine up many, many times. And usually anybody that I'm helping or talking with, if, if they have any questions about morning routines, is something that I can talk about all day. And John's the same way, so we decided to um, do an episode on it. Also, we had a lot of really good feedback when we did a blog post on morning routines. And we kind of wanted to, and we had a lot of questions that came out of that, so we wanted to kind of expand on that in, in today's episode as well. So, John, take it away. All right, so just to preface this episode... Matt and I each wrote down our kind of top five morning routine uh, rituals that we do. And some of them will probably be the same, but we're going to take turns. I'm going to start off, share my you know, first thing that I do. You know, the, the last thing that I'd give up is the first thing I'm going to talk about today. And then uh, Matt's going to go with his and we'll alternate back and forth. So for me, <clears throat> the first thing, foundation for any morning routine is wake up time. And for me, it's 5.15 every day. And <laughs> so I didn't start off there. I worked my way backwards. I used to be a night owl. I used to be the kind of guy who'd work till one or two in, at night and get up, you know, eight, nine, ten o'clock the next day and go from there. But because I wanted to be more intentional with my time and also having a family needs, you know, that requires a little bit more structure. I started backing up that time earlier and earlier in the day. And <clears throat> even though my morning routine changes a little bit, on the weekends and a, and a little bit during the week, I still try to target that 5.15 wake-up time during the week. And that just helps my body um, kind of get into a natural rhythm. So like this morning, I woke up at 5.07, even without the alarm, because I'm just used to, to waking up then. Weekends, I'll let myself sleep in a little bit to 7 o'clock or so. But by Monday, since I'm not doing anything crazy on Friday or sorry Saturday or Sunday by sleeping until like 9 or 10 o'clock, it's pretty easy to get back into that, you know, 5.15 wake up time every day. So, Sweet. yeah. So uh, along those same lines, um, one of mine was when I started to, when I started to wanted to get up earlier, I started out getting up. I think it, when I started, it was 10 minutes earlier each day until I hit, uh, and right now I try to get up anywhere between six and six thirty because we have a kid that screams all night. <laughs> and, um, so I, I remember when I first started trying to get up earlier, that was a good method that I used to to kind of work my way down to that time. Because I've seen over and over again when people say, all right, I want to start a morning routine. And well, what time do you normally get up? I can get up at 8. Well, tomorrow I'm going to start getting up at 5. No, you're not. So you'll get up at 5 tomorrow, and then the next day it's over, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen the best success with uh, people maybe inching it way, maybe 15 minutes earlier each day. Or 15 minutes earlier this week, and then next week, 15 more minutes. And it just gets you into more of a natural rhythm. Um, I read something yesterday that's really uh, congruent with this was 
Craig Craig Ballantyne uh, wrote a book called The Perfect Day Formula, and he has this system uh, called his ten three two one zero for a good night. And part of that, and, and those numbers break down into ten hours before bed, he has no caffeine. And this ten is hours before bed. Ten hours before he goes to bed, he has no caffeine. And these are all basically says, if you want to wake up early, then you need to be rested. Yeah. So like these are his kind of tips for being able to get up early. So ten hours before, no caffeine. Uh, three hours before bed, he doesn't do any food or alcohol. So that wouldn't be really rough for me. Uh, one hour before bed, no screen time. I've seen this one over and over and over again. And um, I know that a lot of people have trouble falling asleep, uh, trying to set their phone down or set a computer down and go right to sleep. And I think there's even research that it stimulates parts of the brain that makes it really tough for you to relax. Mm-hmm. But he says if you do this, the 10 hours before bed, no caffeine, three hours, no food, one hour before bed, no screen time, that equals zero number of times you'll hit the snooze button. So that's that's his formula for that. And I thought that was really, really cool. Nice. Yeah, I've gotten in the habit of reading fiction for about 15 or 20 minutes before I go to bed. And I read the paper book. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't read it on my iPad or anything like that. And that just helps kind of transition my mind away from the thoughts of the day into something entirely different. And again, I don't have to read an hour or anything, but 15 or 20 minutes is plenty of time just to kind of settle things down, let my eyes yeah. rest from looking at a screen and, and go to sleep. Yeah, so that's that's definitely um, some things that are useful, I think, because getting up is one thing, but being well rested and being able to get up is the foundation for that. Right, right. So, so what's was that your number two, or what's your number two? That that was that was definitely one of mine to help get up early. Um, one of the things that I try to do every morning is uh, I try to exercise just a little bit every morning. So I try to break a sweat. This is during the week. Sorry, during the week. So for me, um, that used to be going downstairs and doing probably 10 minutes of some sort of body weight exercises. Um, a lot of those would be like core focus, but just something to kind of break a sweat. And I've always found that that kind of wakes me up. And then if I want to do things after that, like meditate or read or listen to a podcast or something, then it just, it just kind of gets me going. Plus I end up, end up taking a shower after that as well, which continues to wake me up. Um, that well, currently what I do now is I got an assault bike, so now I have like a ten minute thing that I do every day on on the assault bike, and and I'm pretty revved up after that. Um, but one of the things I guess one of my 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 tips or hacks would be to do something that gets the heart rate up um, early on in the morning, just to kind of get the get the day going, and it really will take you from um, kind of drudging around a little bit to fully awake if you can do that. Um, Along those same lines, I know that um, you probably, when we were at, at Tony Robbins, he talked a lot about the breathing routines mm-hmm. for the morning to wake right. you up. So I feel like those two things kind of go hand in hand for me. Like it wakes the brain up too when you move in the morning. Was it the uh, ego skew or ego skew? I'm not sure of the pronunciation, but. Yeah, it was uh, priming. So he would call it like priming. And basically priming would be like to take the, uh, I think I can pull it up. 30 explosive breaths in and out through your nose while raising your hands up and down. Right. And there's, I've, I've, it's not just him that talks about that to wake up. I've seen several people talk about these, these really fast breaths uh, through your nose to kind of wake the brain up. And um, I think for me, like I'll do a little bit of that and then exercise, but exercise to me is what really helps me get me going in the morning. Yeah. And, and not a full session either, like just something to get moving. Sure. Sure. So for me, the, the number two thing is meditation. And Matt, I think you actually turned me on to the app that I'm about to mention. It's called Headspace. 
if I recall correctly, you told me about it um, about a year ago. And I was, I had tried meditation in the past, just doing my own thing, sitting on the floor, trying to be quiet for five or 10 minutes. And I really, I just didn't have success with that. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't know what meditation was supposed to feel like. I didn't get a lot out of it. But then I switched to this Headspace app and he provides this uh, 30 down foundation. So a whole month of like foundational exercises for getting used to meditation. It's guided. So he's talking to you through the entire time. And then after that, you can pick these content packs to help with things like, you know, concentration or focus or relationships. There's a few different, dozen different anxieties one, right. Um, There's dozens of different options you can pick on there. And I've, like I said, I've been doing this for about a year and I, for, you know, a few months it was still hard to do and I had to make a conscious effort to do it. Uh, But after doing it for, for that long, it's, it's just ingrained in my daily habit now. Um, one thing I did switch up is, uh, I only do it on the weekdays. Now I used to try to do it on the weekends and that got really difficult because, you know, kids were getting up early in the morning and I was trying to sleep in a little bit and it felt forced and I was getting more anxious about trying to find time to meditate than I was getting out of meditation itself. So now I just do it. Um, I actually do it right after I wake up, um, at about five thirty every morning. So definitely that would be my next thing that I do is after after I, I do some sort of thing to get my heart moving is I'll I actually use the Headspace app myself. I did I did TM meditation for probably the past year, maybe a little bit over a year. For, um, for everyone who's not familiar with TM. Transcendental meditation. Um, and there's plenty of stuff online about it. Um, the reason that I end up switching to Headspace, I just like the structure. I like that it's a 10-minute guided, that it tells you where your next you know, you completed this one, you click here to do the next one tomorrow. Um, I just felt like it was, if, if it's structured like that, then I know I'll do it. If it's not structured, then I always struggle with that. Like I, I like those, I like those things that kind of keep me uh, focused on it and keep me kind of on track with it. So I've actually recommended Headspace for several people over the last few months uh, after I really got back into using it. Um but yeah, so I'll I'll go downstairs, I'll do a little bit of exercise, and then I go right in right into headspace. Another thing that's really good about it is ten minutes long. So it's just it's it's not a huge time commitment, you know, right. where, where other forms are unguided or you just it's unstructured and you might spend ten minutes trying to figure out like what you're gonna do with headspace, it's very easy. You open the app, you press play, and you're moving. So that's that's definitely one of my favorites. Cool. Uh, do you want to add it, uh, another one for yourself? Yeah. So for me, one of the things that I try to do too is is have a protein shake within 30 minutes of waking up. So I've read several places where it's really, really good to have uh, some sort of protein intake within 30 minutes of waking up. I think Tim Ferriss mentioned it uh, in Four Hour Body, and um, I, I I also don't like having big breakfast. Like I don't have a like cooking or doing a bunch of stuff in the kitchen in the mornings. So for me, I'll, I'll do a protein shake. So it'll be some sort of, um, I think right now it's carnivore protein, which is a beef protein. Um, and then I'll have some uh, powdered greens and water, and it tastes terrible. But that's, that is a way for me to just get some quick nutrition in the morning. Because I definitely, like, if I go down and I exercise and I meditate, like, I'm just not in the mood to cook stuff. So if there was something that was maybe pre-prepared, I would probably heat it up, but 
a shake's just so easy to throw together really quickly and uh, get some nutrition early in the morning. Cool. So my second one, it's kind of tied to meditation, but it's it's a little different. It's really just a 30-minute period of time I call uh, personal reflection in my calendar. And it's a time of the day where I, I, uh, I'll spend about 10 minutes reading the Bible. Um, took me about two years, but I made my way through the whole Bible a little bit later in life than I would have liked. But um, by setting aside that time every day, I got it done. And then the remainder of the time, uh, <clears throat> kind of varies day to day, but I'll either spend a few minutes just journaling, like writing out my thoughts, just what's going through my mind. You know, when I was a little younger, that felt like a weird thing to do. But as I've gotten older, I start to I started to recognize the value in just writing out your thoughts. It just helps you understand what's going through your head uh, so much more clearly than than just sitting there. Um, something about the the physical you know action of writing. Um, brings clarity to, to what you're thinking in a way um, that a few other things can. Um, some days it's it's reading uh, a personal development book. I'm reading a book by uh, John Maxwell now. I spent about 10 or 15 minutes on that. So uh, that I do this just as kind of a way to set the foundation for my day, get my thoughts cleared, um, you know, further my relationship with God, which is for me is really important. And uh, the reason I do it so early in the morning is it's very hard to find time later in the day. Once things get busy, uh, you get into the you know the routine of the day and other people in the office. It's it's very hard to break away, create some quiet time and do that. So, because it's important to me, I do it. Uh, I'd actually do it right after I work out. So around seven o'clock is when I set aside that time. And uh, yeah, it's it's something I look forward to every morning. So one of the things that I do in the mornings that, that's been really powerful for me is I will listen to either speeches or motivational speaking, uh, while I'm doing the exercises. Um, and I've always found that a lot of that stuff on uh, repeat where I hear it over and over and over and over again, makes much more of an impact on me, um, than other forms of like reading something. So I like hearing it over and over and over. And there's just, there's just so much really good stuff on SoundCloud or YouTube, where you can have these just really great speakers, you know, like Les Brown. Uh, um, there's just, there's, I mean, there's quotes from Michael Jordan and just all these superstar athletes and they'll, they'll have these quotes over music and it's just, it's just kind of, it's a great way to kind of ingest that information. Um, cause it just, it just makes it a little more compelling. So I'll, I'll do that usually while I'm exercising and then uh, after after I get done exercising and go through Headspace, um, that I kind of move into a time that's more like, um, what am I focused on with personal developer right now? Usually for a career or something that's going on at work, or something in particular that I'm trying to develop. So, for example, if if um, when I was reading um, Start with Why by Simon Sinek, I would every morning for 30 minutes, I would do 30 more minutes of that book. And I had that book on repeat basically for a month. So I'd spend 30 minutes every morning. And, and that was because I was really focused that month on, on kind of the, the, the principles that that book was teaching. So right now um, I have a podcast I listen to every morning. That's, that's really de- it, it is kind of devoted to product management. What's so, it called? Uh, I think it's called uh, something. I can get it. It's some, everything is project man. It's something called like everything is project management. And um, here I'll pull it up. Okay, we'll put a link to it in the Alpha UX. Alpha this, UX. Alpha UX. This is product product management. So basically, there's a different episode 
uh, every couple of days on some somebody talking about product management, some industry expert. So product management is something that I want to work on this month. So for 30 minutes every morning, I'll listen to one of those episodes on that podcast. And I know that if I didn't block that time, I would probably not listen to those things. And I also don't want to listen to things or, or episodes at random. Mm-hmm. I want to have like a focus for a month. You want to be more strategic in yeah. what you listen to. And so for that month, I'll really focus on whatever that framework is I'm, I'm trying to improve on. So, yeah. And that, can cha- that changes month to month. Cool. So we'll put a link to that podcast and some of those SoundCloud kind of inspirational, motivational uh, tracks that you mentioned too. We'll, we'll put links to those in the blog post related to this episode. So the next one for me is more of a, a tactical part of my routine. And it, it stemmed from uh, me hearing, I, I don't know who said it, uh, I can't remember, but I heard from someone that, you know, we have a limited amount of brain power to use throughout the day. It's almost like a battery. And that's the same reason you, if you've had a long day at work, you get home, you're tired, you don't have time to concentrate on things. So I read that if you can um, remove any of the trivial decisions that you have to make in the morning, that's a little bit of extra brain power you have left to, to tackle the important things uh, for the day with. So I have, uh, it's, this is more of a weekly routine, but uh, on Sundays, I will uh, make all of my breakfasts for the week. I do oatmeal so I, I can prepare it ahead of time. And uh, I'll set out all my clothes for the week, my workout clothes, my work clothes that I wear around the office. And I'll set out all the uh, vitamins and supplements I'm going to take for the week. Those are all packaged and ready to go. And if I do that on, on Sundays, I spend a very small amount of time getting all those things done at once because I can make all the, that food in a batch. I can get all the, food, the clothes kind of set aside as a batch, all the vitamins in a batch. If I'm doing that every night, then I'm spending, you know, 15, 20 minutes every day going through that. So it's kind of a twofold benefit. One, just by batching things together, I end up saving a lot of time. You know, I'll probably save an hour or two a week, mm-hmm. just not having to go through that crap every day. And two, since I've already picked out what I'm going to wear and I know what I'm going to eat, it's just one less thing I have to worry about in the morning and I can focus on, you know, more important things. So that's something I've been doing for for a while now, and I, I kind of tweak that over time, making little adjustments here and there. But uh, I found that to be uh, just very, very helpful for getting the morning started right and just being really efficient with my time. Yeah, that's a really good one. I I do that, but I don't plan it out. <laughs> I basically just pick what's on top. Yeah. So that so, works too. Yeah. Uh, another one for me is I try to spend some time, uh, with my wife and or children in the morning before I go to work. And if I get up early enough and, and, kind of strategic about that, then that gives me some extra time in the morning, um, to do that. And if I, if I was following a normal schedule, I'd probably wake up right before I have to leave the door or right before I have to leave out the door and eat something on the way. And I wouldn't get any quality time with them. So it's, it's just kind of nice to have like a half hour to an hour in the mornings to kind of hang out with the family and, and just kind of, I don't know, set the tone for the day a little bit. And then when I go off to work, I, I have some of that time that I've spent. And, you know, then then it's not just only at night that we get to hang out. Mm-hmm. And the morning's a little more quiet, too. So um, if the kids aren't up, it's just a good time to spend some kind of quality time with your spouse, even if it's just for like a half hour. Because... Once the kids are up, that time is, you know, it's gone. Right. So, right. 
Yeah, that's great. So you're going to make me sound like a jerk for not doing that to have kids too. But my, my, yeah, you work out in the mornings. I work out in the mornings. Yeah. I work out at six and that allows me to get home a little earlier. Mm-hmm. And because I've done my personal development stuff early in the morning, because I've done exercise early in the morning, uh, by the time I get home, I've done those important things for the day. And if all I do for the rest of the evening is spend time with my family, that, that's great. I don't have to worry about, oh, I didn't get time to read this book today. Uh, you know, I wanted to do, you know, this other kind of personal development project. I've already taken care of that stuff. So the time I have with my family is a little bit less stressful uh, as a result. Yeah. And, and I think once, once, uh, our kids, uh, are a little more predictable at night, I, I really enjoyed getting up early and doing the workout yeah. early in the morning. Um, I, Bryce, uh, was up here and he would talk, I think he gets up at like four 30 maybe to work out. But he talks about if he doesn't get it done then, it's just not going to happen because, like, once the day starts, it's just over. Right. And um, it's harder to control your time. Yeah. And I've, later I've seen day. that for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you have you just have to find that that morning time is so precious. And a lot of people, if, if you don't do these things in the morning, they just will not happen. Right. And if you, for me, if, if I don't do that morning routine, I feel like. I'll go through the day and I feel like the day hasn't really started, but then time is passing by and I, I don't have this like framework that I've based the rest of my day on. And I just feel kind of out of sorts. I don't, is it the same for you? Yeah. I think one of the best parts about having a morning routine is that you're in control of the day from the start. And I think that I, I never really, I never realized how important that was until I started having a morning routine. Cause I always felt like I was awake and like I'm stressed. And it's just because when you wake up, you roll over. And one of my other ones, one of my other ones I was getting ready to talk about was don't, don't check email or like notifications first thing in the morning. That's the worst thing that that I could ever do. And that's one of the things that I recommend that you just turn that crap off and, or don't check it for at least a while. Um, so mine would be like, don't check notifications or don't check email till now. I just switched it to 11 a.m. So yeah. I'm trying not to check email before 11. Um, but ch- when, chances are no one's sitting around at 630 in the yeah. morning waiting for your email. If you wait, you know, till later in the day to respond, that's just as, as fine. Yes. And I think when you when you do that, you're automatically just stressed. Like this, the second you wake up, there's always going to be some email that's telling you something that you're going to have to get done today. And none of those things are usually an emergency. So, um, for me, it's, it's, it's really just kind of turning all those notifications off. And, um, when I go through my morning routine, I'm, I have not checked email. I've not checked any of those things. Um, so, um, taking control of the day by not being distracted as soon as you wake up and, um, basically just having some buffer there before you hit the ground running has, has just been huge for me. Because I did, I used to just wake up, the alarm would go off, I would roll over, I would check email, I'd lay there in bed for five or ten minutes, and now I'm like already behind, right? Right. <laughs> and stressed because like all the stuff I have to do today, and just getting up and and not going through that, it just sets a different tone for the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So my last one is similar, or it kind of goes along the same lines of what you just talked about, and it's developing my top three goals for the day. So, in other words, if I got nothing else done but these three things, uh, w- what are those? So, if I can identify the three areas where I'm going to make the biggest uh, impact on our business or in my life, just whatever I'm working on that day, um, 
I know that I, I need to concentrate my efforts on those three areas or those three projects and not the you know 2,000 other things that are in my inbox or my you know project management software, wherever else I'm, I'm looking for uh, work or responding to, to questions. So it just kind of simplifies things. I, throughout the day, I don't have to sit there and think about what I'm going to work on next. I've already decided that early in the morning when I, when, uh, I had a lot of mental clarity. And again, it's just one of those things I, I don't have to worry about the rest of the day. And when I get through those top three, uh, if I've got extra time, great. Then I can you know find some other things to uh, to tackle. But it just keeps me focused on being um, impactful instead of just being busy. So it's easy to start the day and you know open up your inbox and start going through emails and then doing this task and that task. And at the end of the day, you've been very busy. You've uh, not accomplished you, a lot, you, but you've, right. You've not yeah. accomplished a lot. That's really meaningful. So instead focusing on just those three things where you can make a big impact and just doing those, you're going to be leaps uh, and bounds ahead of just that kind of task oriented approach where you're not really in control of what you're working on. Yeah. So for me, that would be, I do the five minute journal currently. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, part of the five minute journal is three things that you're grateful for today and three things that you want to accomplish today. And for me, that's that's really helped kind of narrow my focus, especially, and this is not really morning routine, but I think we both do this. We try to push all meetings to the afternoons so that the morning can be spent on the most important things, not the, the busiest things. Right. So I, I will try to start tackling those top three before lunch, or at least get some progress made with those before lunch. But being listing out things that you're grateful for there's a lot of research that shows that people are happier um, when they just appreciate the life they have instead of worrying about the life they don't have Um, so i i think that that it's really more of a gratitude journal so i think that but between uh mentioning three things that i'm thankful for and and listing out three things that i want to get done today that's that's been very powerful for me um i i ended up also like just writing those things on my hand because i just apps just don't work as well for me to to stay focused on like just really big things i need to get accomplished today um i think we both use we both use asana as an app we both use right and there was another one uh is it daily habit tracker yeah it's daily goals daily goals right daily goals is another one uh we can link to that too um those are really good uh, for me uh, to, to kind of stay on track with these morning routines. Um, but one of the things I always try to keep in mind, and I heard Tim Ferriss say this, and I thought it was really true. He has five or six things, I think, that he wants to get done every morning as part of his routine. And if he gets three of those done, he considers it a success. Um, because I think it's very easy to list out, like, I want to do these 10 things every morning, you know. And then if you miss one, you kind of feel like a failure. Right. Um, and I, I don't know, I thought that was a really smart approach to say, here's some things I want to get done in the mornings. If I can get three out of five done, then it's a win. Cause I think it's, it's just, it's much easier to get three out of five done. And it really is a win if you can get three out of those five things done in sure. the mornings. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any others to add? Uh, no. So that was, <laughs> that was going to be kind of my final advice was to, if you do start a morning routine, don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't, don't try to wake up three hours earlier each day, you know, kind of work down to that. And then if you have a list of things that you want to get done, you know, if you get three, if you have five of them, you get three done, that's a very good start. And, um, you know, even in the beginning, if you get one of those done this week and the next week you add another one and the next week you add another one, 
Uh, morning routines are something that it just takes a little while to kind of get into them. And if you if you go from nothing to huge morning routine, then you're really setting yourself up for failure. Definitely. I think. Yeah, Yo, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's it's easy. It's better to work your way through it and then try it for you know maybe three weeks. And then tweak it. Maybe that's not the right thing for you to do for your morning routine. I tweak mine all the time. Yeah. 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 So my last piece of advice would be um, everyone's morning routine is different. So Matt, your morning routine is not the same as my morning routine. And if you're listening to this, your morning routine probably shouldn't be the same as either of ours. Uh, so what I would ask anyone who's listening to to do is if you have uh, something you like to do for your morning routine, go to our blog, find the... Uh, post for this episode and in the comments let us know what you do for your morning routines we not only would we like to know but other people listening to this episode i'm sure would appreciate hearing other ideas and if if they're building a morning routine for the first time or if they feel like the routine is getting stale and they want to uh, to tweak it that'll give them some uh good good thought to kind of chew on as they as they look at new ideas so Anything else you want to add, Matt? No, just uh, in closing, like morning routines can be a very powerful way to improve the quality of your life. And, you know, they could start out as, as, as much as or as small as, you know, adding 15 minutes to your day and kind of going from there. But if, if you feel stressed from the moment you wake up, it's, it's a very good way to kind of start to get a handle on that. Cool. Yep. Thanks for listening today. We'll uh, talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks again for listening today. The Gym Owner's Guide to the Galaxy was produced by Matt Sharp, Jeremy Russell, and me, John Ruggi. To make sure you catch every episode, search for The Gym Owner's Guide to the Galaxy on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. We're always looking for industry leaders to interview on the show, so if there's anyone you'd like to see us feature on a future episode, let us know at podcast at causely.com. That's causely.com. We are a production of Sweat Angels, the number one referral program for gym owners. Sweat Angels helps drive new members at your gym by combining Facebook check-ins with giving back. If you haven't heard of us, just go to causely.com forward slash sweat angels or search for us on Facebook. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Gym Owner's Guide to the Galaxy.